Welcome back to another episode of the On Shuffle Podcast, beginning now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the On Shuffle Podcast. I am Daniel. I'm with Matthew, my co-host. And dude, how's your week? How's your weekend? How's everything going for you? Oh, that's good. Another good weekend. How was yours? Uh, pretty good, man. Just uh, same old, same old. Uh, life's cranking up right now. Busy time at work and busy time uh, being a dad right now. So um, sports and dance and this and that. So going everywhere. But good for this podcast. Cool thing about that is I can listen to a lot of music. I'm traveling a lot. So um, I am constantly uh, listening to music and um you know, when we have assignments and homework and uh, things like that, I've really enjoyed, um, you know, this time of year when I'm doing that. Of course, I always dread it. But again, when you especially when there's good music and mm-hmm. before we get in our topic, man, I just I do want to say this um, been on my mind. Uh, we for myself and this is not not uh, this is more of an individual thing for everyone, not just me and Matthew. But um, we go through times where. um you know, we're in a drought and we're finding music. And then I can honestly say this past month, I am in a great uh, time for uh, for music. There's probably been half a dozen songs that I've been excited to listen to every day. Um, you know, me and Matthew talked about John Diva last week. That's one that God knows it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm a big John Diva fan now. Um, you know, I tell you what really caught me off that one, dude. And I won't go into detail tonight. We'll, we'll talk maybe more about this at length next week. But um, listening to some of his live stuff, the guy can sing. Uh, great singer. He, I, I watched a live version of him doing uh, 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 "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy's the real deal." Um, his last album, you don't really hear. It, it's not really uh, meant for the voice, I guess. Uh, but as I went back and noticed that, you know, th- there's an album, I forgot what the name of it, but it's his, their best. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, with that, uh, my band Trench Dogs, who I found uh, recently that I'm, I'm, you know, all in on uh, and, you know, just things of that nature. It, it's just been a good month of music for me, man. Uh, so I am in a good time. Now, with all that being said. We had a fun topic that's kind of near and dear to us both, um, and probably and hopefully a lot of listeners. We got a, uh, and we hadn't done this in a while, as Matthew alluded to last time, but we are, and let me start off by saying I'm coming off of being hoarse for three or four days, so I do apologize in advance. If I don't say, if I sound different, Matthew didn't hire a new uh, Paul McCartney to take my spot oh, and yeah. to uh, deceive you guys. I'm just a little, uh, I wouldn't even say under the weather, just lost my voice a little bit. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Um, but anyways, uh, we hadn't done one of these episodes in a while, like Matthew alluded to last week, but we decided, or Matthew came up with the idea of doing an episode dedicated to an artist group. And um, again, when we do these, we don't do them often. So, you know, everybody doesn't get this treatment. And uh, with that being said, Matthew came up with the idea to do Kiss. Um, so Matthew, take it away. So yeah, so again, Kiss will be our um, homework and just our general discussion. Um, so going all the way back, so in the early days, back in 71, they started out as a Wicked Lester, so it was Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. Yep. 
Um, and that actually group, uh, that group did have one album that they recorded, but it was never put out by the record company. Um, but then, yeah, they played a, f- a handful of shows. So then, you know, Paul, uh, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons left to start their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they saw an ad in the uh, in a newspaper, actually in a it says a Rolling Stone uh, for Peter Chris. Uh, Peter Chris had an ad um, after hearing Chris uh, play and sing. They brought him on, and then um, reading on, it says the. Uh, Ace Freely auditioned for the group, and they wanted to add a, a second guitarist. And then, um, obviously, the the classic Kiss lineup until mm-hmm. probably the '80s. Until um, you know, kind of, I think that uh, Ace Freely and Peter Chris left the group, sure. and then um, Bruce Kulick um, joined the group on guitar, among others. I know they were kind of in and out of. Um, different members there for a little bit but gene and paul were the um mainstays of 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 the group i want to test myself here in a minute but i'll let you keep going because i know you're going to answer this for me and i and this is i can promise you i wanted to do something for this episode where i didn't research i wanted this come from the head and the heart um but i did so i did research one thing it's just facts uh interesting facts about them we'll Mm -hmm. get that later but um I'll let you go on, and if you're about to say one, I'll stop you, and I'll try to go in. But go ahead. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, well, I'm not going to go too much in depth as far as the other you know people that were in and out of okay. the group, because um, um, like I said there are many. Um, I think there was a quick reunion in the late '90s of the original group, and then um, I think they, when they were inducted to the Rock uh, to the Hall of Fame um, in the late 2010s, they were. I think the original group got back together again, not for sh- like just like a one-off show, but mm. um, but other than that, um, that's kind of it for the for the group known as Kiss. I mean, like I said, they long-storied career, and I think now, um, I think that I don't think they've announced one there and like calling it quits, but I think it is going to be um, well, from what they said, it is the end of Kiss, yeah, or at well, least. I believe that when me shit turns purple. Yeah, well, as for like what I guess with the with the two original members still there, I mean, yeah. whatever. Uh, you know, I think they've said for years that they want Kiss to be like a brand and for it to live on. Do you believe them. that though, Matthew? Do you believe that this will be it? Um. Well, because there's a. And now I know Paul's seventy one. I think Gene seventy three somewhere in there. But I mean, those guys do they. From the, I guess from an outsider who doesn't see their everyday life, they seem to be doing well health wise, um, and this has got to keep you young, right? Yeah, I think all the touring and you know, I think they still. I mean, I can't say what Gene does outside of Kiss, but sure. I know like Peter, you know, not Peter, Chris, Paul Stanley, still does you know his his own group, um, or side projects and stuff. So, um, I think it does you know keep them young, and I know they. Are both still in the public eye, even away from the band. Sure. So, um, but yeah, I think if they were to leave the line, well, even if Kiss was to break up, I don't know if they would leave the limelight. Right. I think it would still be popular, or you know, be out in the public eye in some some sort of fashion. Those two would be torn doing an acoustic set, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like that sort of thing. Um, I, I just have a hard time believing it. I want to throw this at you, and I don't know what you got. 
uh, as far as in your notes or what you, you know, what you're looking at. But I, um, one thing that did pop in my mind is, uh, which you kind of hit on their original members. I know that, uh, Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer have been with them for a while. Um, and, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, cause this is where I wanted to, I guess I'm more or less testing my kids knowledge. Those guys came on in some capacity in the nineties. I want to say, uh, Tommy Singer or Eric Singer was before Thayer. Um, and then Thayer's kind of came on like, uh, just, uh, studios or, or spot stuff. Right. And then maybe both of them in the early two thousands came on full time after, you know, cause I want to say Singer came on, uh, doing stuff. And then Peter Chris came back because Singer was on Carnival of Souls and uh, Chris came back. And I think Singer came uh, has been full time mostly uh, for the last 20 years, I think the early 2000s. And, and Thayer is a lot like that, too, where um, he was uh, doing stuff with him and there was some uncertainty. I don't know. Um, I, I can't remember. I don't know if it's because uh, of um, for what reason. But I remember he has been basically uh, with them for the last 20 years as well. Am I right there, or do I remember incorrectly? So uh, so just to go through the members, right. um, Paul Stanley, obviously, 73 till now. Yep. Gene Simmons, 73 till now. Um, the uh, current lineup, so Eric Singer was from 91 to 96. And then, as you mentioned, Peter Chris. Um, I knew that. came in between there. But Eric Singer rejoined the group from 2001 to 2002. And um, temporarily left again, and then it came back in 04 until now. Uh, Tommy Thayer came back. Well, not came back, but he joined the group in 2002, and he's been there since. Yep. Um, Ace Freely was in the group from 73 to 82, and then in the group from 96 to 2002. Yep. Uh, Peter Chris had a couple, uh, th- three stints, so 73 to 80, and then 96, 2001, 2002, 2004. Eric Carr was from 1980 to 1991. Um, Vinnie Vincent from 82 to 84. Mm-hmm. Mark St. John uh, from, it's a, I think he just temporarily joined the group in 1984. Yeah. And then um, Bruce Kulik from 84 to 96. Okay. Uh, we, it's, okay. So you corrected me, uh, corrected that for me, which is interesting because I one thing I did write down, um, and I'm kind of glad, I, I, I thought I knew this, but it's one of those things, it's been a long time and you know, people, it's kind of like the Wembley stadium with queen, with queen thing. Um, there was a hundred something thousand people there. There's uh half a million people say they were there. Um, so I saw kiss and let me correct myself here. I saw kiss in April of 2000, April 22nd, 2000 to be exact. They were at uh, Greensboro Coliseum. They were with Skid Row, Ted Nugent. And that was the original four, uh, that I saw them with. Um, so, you know, which is pretty cool. And then I saw them again. Um, and I've got this down too. I saw them again, July 27th, um, 2004. So of course, um, you know, weren't the original then. I think that's when a uh, singer and uh fair with, with them at that mm-hmm. point. But, uh, I, you know, I've always told people and in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what, you better research. You were young when you saw them in 2000. Cause mm-hmm. I was probably, 15 years old uh at that 14 maybe at that uh, greensboro concert but i n- thought that it was the original four and now i'm glad i'm able to say that i uh, with confidence because i i never knew for sure if it was but that's pretty cool so i'm getting off i'm getting about me i guess it's just cool that i was able to say that i did see the original four 
Yeah, that is the line. That is something to say because like I said they only had you know they weren't the original group wasn't together for too too long you yeah. know together so that is um i said something to say because you know they probably won't reach you know they're not rejoining the group anytime soon uh, you know so um but uh so yeah so again with kiss like i said a long tenured group i know with kiss they um long history very public yeah for, for most of it anyway um so i guess um I guess let's, I guess we can talk about our general history with sure. the group. So, um, so just for me, you know, I think everybody is, um, at least heard, uh, mm-hmm. rock and roll all night party every day. That's kind of their big song. Um, at least the one that everybody knows, um, outright. Everybody um, know that. Yeah. And then, um, I think other than that, the only other thing I had, you know, familiarity, familiarity with kiss is um nailed it the um detroit rock city the movie yep, yep. in the mid to late 90s underrated movie by the way uh yeah it was i i used to have it on definitely DVD. i love it uh very 90s but uh yes i it's good especially for it to be so kiss heavy yeah it you know, was it, good it if was, you like kiss i can see where it being cheesy mm, if you don't yeah not many you know it's not many um other Bands have done such a thing, right? Where it's kind of revolved around them, you know, the group of friends going to go see a Kiss show and all the kind yeah. of the trials they go through to get there, um, you know. But again, I think you know that's a a fun movie. But I guess for me, for a long time, was all I knew of them as far as like any other than just like you know the brand Kiss as far as like you know the outfits and the yeah, fire right, and right. blood and stuff, and I know the wrestling stuff in the '90s as well mm. with the Demon. Um, which oddly enough is a minor league baseball trainer, if I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah. most of his career. Yeah. And, uh, and that's again, just strange. Something else they did. Very strange. Um, they owned an arena football league too. If I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, Team. Yeah. LA kiss. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, for a short stint, I football, you know, ran for football league is what it is. Yeah. Very <laughs> short stint. Yeah. Um, in general. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so for a while, I guess when I first actually got into Kiss, I was definitely, you know, in the rock at the time. Um, so I was already familiar with, you know, the Metallicas and the Aussies and stuff, mm-hmm. Black Sabbath. So um, becoming an actual fan, it was much later. I was probably 15 or 16 before mm-hmm. I actually, actually started digging into their you know, catalog and right. uh, their song history. I had a friend that was really into Kiss. And, um, um, and also, yeah, just kind of, leave it there yeah it's a lot of yeah, you know yeah. teenage teenager really well i think i think all of us um it i i have a heart well and I, I know that this isn't correct but uh in my mind it's hard for me to believe anyone of our generations of course uh and it's been a long time before anyone who could say they got on to kiss themselves i feel like anybody at a certain age probably 40 and under for sure uh got on kiss uh, as an influence from someone else yeah. Um, just because they're, uh, they're prime, so to speak. I don't, I shouldn't even say that those guys, uh, and we'll get into that, but, um, the, and I, I guess, let me start. I'm kind of the same way. I had a cousin die hard kiss and, um, you know, older cousin, he music guy, guitarist, just, you know, music guru. And he kind of put me on to kiss, uh, early age. He's actually the one who took me to the concert at 14. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, you know, that's that's where I started. And I loved them ever since. I've never. It's weird because I've never been a diehard Kiss fan, but I've always been a Kiss fan. Um, you know, one thing I've noticed this week, dude, going back and then listening to Kiss and just, uh, mm. you know, doing my Kiss research, uh, which I actually I didn't really do research. I did a fascinating thing you'll find in a minute. But uh, one thing I noticed is I was trying to think what separates Kiss? Like, why Kiss? Why are they the ones? They've been touring for 50 years this year. Um and they're still selling out. They're still, mm-hmm. you know, they're still on top uh, of, of rock and roll. I mean, you know, they they'll they can they can sell out any arena in the world. So why yeah. kiss? Um, and of course, there's the pageantry. We can get into all that, and we can if you want. But there's the, um, you know, their concerts, their their theater, their shows. I mean, they they're uh, there's all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, I was thinking like, you know. Most artists that I like and most artists that anyone likes, there's peaks and valleys. And, you know, you've got this song right here. You love this song. Guns N' Roses. We love this song right here. But then track seven, you're just like, eh, you know, that's not very good. But, okay, there's there's some really high highs. Um, and when you go listen to Kiss, and this isn't for everyone. I know this is just my general opinion. But they don't have them. Lo- they have a great flow. Like, there's no low lows. Like, even the songs that no, there's so many songs that, people out there and i'm not singling anyone out but there's that you don't know uh you, you mean you just know the kiss hits but if you go listen to you're like damn like oh this is pretty good um mm. you know and of course I, they like any band in the world any artist they have bad songs um but i can tell you they're far and few between like it's like they've got a, a style uh like they've got this 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 uh formula and mm-hmm. uh, damn it, dude, like listening to them and stuff like it just made me realize, like, this is why I love Kiss. There's nothing bad. I went back and listened to the 2011 album again, which I've done before, um, which to me is a throwaway album. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't expect anything out of this. If anything, you expect it to not be good. Um, and I forgot the name of that album, but it's, but they made it in the last uh, last decade or, or well, it's 2011, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But um but I, there's one of my favorite uh, damn Kiss songs on that album. Uh, mm-hmm. Oddly enough, um, isn't, isn't that Sonic Boom? Yeah, that's it. Uh, I think. Uh, I tell you what, I have to look. You're probably right. Uh, hold on. Actually, you know what? Hold on. I don't want to hold you to that because I can't. It feels like it's something else, but you're probably right. Um, Monster. That's uh, it. It's uh, Monster, Monster. 2012. Okay. Um, Sonic Boom was the one right before that, so you're you know you're close. That was 2009, but. Uh, and I didn't listen to that one as much this week, but I probably have even more to say if I did. There's a song called All for the Love of Rock and Roll on Monster. And dude, mm. it's freaking awesome. Like it's it's but they never changed their style or anything. Like the to me, the one time they changed their sound a little bit was um uh, Psycho Circus. Um, yeah. but but when they did it was still good. It wasn't like they, you know, adapted to that day and age. They didn't do that. They just changed a little bit like what they're doing and uh, kind of like Metallica does sometimes. Whether yeah. you like it or not, they're not adapting to the day's music. They're not, but they're not selling out. They're just trying different shit, and uh, that's kind of how I took that album. And uh, man, it's fucking good. Like it's good. Yeah. So they're a group that um, have been able to change, and not necessarily change with. I guess, I guess change with the times. Um, you know, they obviously when they got started, it was their very you know their own thing. You know this. Um, 
stuff. He just kind of just hard rock with obviously the crazy stage show. And even, you know, when they're doing clubs, I know it was still a stage show, mm-hmm. you know, then for what it was. Um, but then in the eighties, they changed to like a hair metal sound in the nineties. Um, not grunge, but you know, they definitely changed their sound to more, I guess, um, more rock forward based. I mean, I guess like the not, not grunge, but not like the hair metal where it was. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I think since then, that's why I think it's just been kind of the general kiss sound that they're known for. Yeah. So what they're, what they're kind of going for. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So with kiss, I guess, since we they said talk, talk, talk about our histories there, um, I guess, would you want to, let's talk about, I guess what makes, I guess like what, what makes kiss kiss? Yeah, sure. For the most part. So you hit me with it because I'm telling you, like the peaks and valleys, I think they just got a steady, steady flow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Music's good. I think that gets passed on a lot, man. I think, you know, people uh, talk about the pageantry that is Kiss. Like the music's good, Um, which, you you know, sometimes that gets missing when you think about, um, I guess, uh, ones that are great showmen. But uh, what what, when you think of Kiss, what makes Kiss Kiss? Um, Yeah, so we can, I guess do a little impromptu back and forth as far as I give one, you give one. All right. Um, I guess for me, what makes kiss kiss is honestly, it's probably, even though I do say my favorite era is the non makeup. It's, it's probably the makeup, honestly, the, the, the costumes and the, I'll, I'll leave this live show separately. So we can, t- you know, okay. just talk about that. But with the costumes, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously there's a lot of other groups that have, uh, you know, a distinctive look, you know, or costume as far as like they, are doing like a character, yeah. you know, I mean, but I'll say at the time there wasn't, I, I can't rename a whole lot before kiss that were playing a character as a way, you yeah. know, I mean, I think at the end of the day, there, you know, there's still like Paul Stanley, on, mm. you know, they were like, they weren't like totally somebody else, but as for, you know, as for like, um, just the, the distinctive look that they were all dressing individually. Mm-hmm. I'll say there's not many groups in the beginning that were doing that. Uh, you know, I know since then there's probably, you know, Guar and yeah, I think there's Lordy and the old, all kinds of groups now like ghosts and, you know, all kinds of different groups since then. But I'll say since kiss, I mean, before kiss, I think there was only, you know, it wasn't many. I mean, I can't really think of anybody really. Yeah. And um, I think with their costumes, I mean, I think even a lot of, a lot of the the eighties hair metal guys drew a lot of influence from Kiss. Sure. Even though they weren't, I guess, like they didn't look like the hair metal guys did, but like you know, I guess putting in in a thought to their image was probably what they inspired other groups to, you know, at least think about what they're wearing instead of just like wearing jeans and a t-shirt and it's like going, going with what they got on the type of thing, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I guess I'll, I'll stick with that one too. Um, the look, man, like, but well, you said it though, there's been so many people that's came along. That's, uh, that's kind of done what they've done. And a lot of times, uh, and this isn't the right way to look at it. A lot of times I think of, um, uh, I don't want to say poser. That's not the word I'm looking for. It's kind of like when you see a, a rock group and you see that one guitarist or bass uh, player who's got the top hat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my first thought always is like, okay, slash wannabe. Like, um, yeah. 
Uh, you know, and again, that, that's not the way to look at it. I guess when I see those groups, I'm thinking, uh, you know, yeah, we've seen that before. That's that's Kiss. And uh, but yeah, that that would be. And I always think glam when I think of Kiss. And they're not a glam band. Uh, mm-hmm. But I guess because of the personality uh, those guys have, a Paul, Paul Stanley screams glam to me, uh, you know. But and I know, again, that's not what people look at when they look at Kiss. But um, that's just something for me. Um one thing that I think makes Kiss Kiss too, which I think you basically said it here, but um, they went a long time before people knew what they looked like. Um, yeah. And you know, that's something like when you, when people are very, very famous and you don't even know what they look like, like that's pretty cool. Um, you know? Yeah. And I think they have, you know, have stories back in the seventies when they were popular enough to get, you know, you know, have a following that, um, they would just walk through the crowd before the show and nobody would notice who they are like crazy they'll stop and like make a remark about it they were just kind of you know walking through the crowd with no you know nobody turning an eye to them um and like i said that's just a goes to show obviously like i said they're um i mean they're you know character they i guess the power of their gimmick i guess for sure costume wise yeah no doubt dude that that, that would be awesome to be Famous. I think that's everyone's dream to be uh, doing well enough in life that uh, you have an influence and you're doing well financially and be able to take care of yourself and your family, but also be able to walk through a crowd and not be bothered. Um, you know, just hey, yeah. How about Kiss, huh? <laughs> you know, everybody excited for this concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think that is the goal for most people. No doubt, dude. No doubt. So that yeah, I agree with you there. Um, what's another one that kind of sticks to you that makes Kiss Kiss? Um, well, I would say, uh, I think for me, I guess it is their distinctive eras, you know, musically. I mean, I think what everybody knows Kiss for, as for, you know, their general sound, what they started off with and what they kind of have now. Um, I said just kind of more forward, hard rock based, you know, not really based on not blues or anything noticeable like that. It was just kind of more forward, riff based, you know, rock. And, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Well, I guess all of them kind of sharing, sharing vocal, sharing vocals, uh, the way they did. And then, um, like I said, the, I guess they're more hard rock forward sound. And then in the eighties changing with the times to the to the eighties hair metal sound that is very well beloved. I think by kiss fans and, you know, by like people like me who prefer that sound. Um, so, like I said, for me, it's just the distinctive eras and the quality of the music because I yeah. think that's one thing that can get lost or overshadowed by like non-Kiss fans that you know I've run into that aren't. I think with Kiss, maybe maybe not now because you know they're not nearly as a as a you know d- uh, depart. I, I, as, I don't think discussion about them as device is, is as divisive as people who were around and like were fans of rock back in the day where people, older people that I've met, like you either like kiss or you hate them. Yeah. And I've ran into people that hate them. And of course it's obviously, you know, the look and the, the music wasn't, you know, everything about them. People hate it. And I guess for me, musically, um, like I said, I think that's what, for me, what makes kiss kiss besides the makeup and the gimmick is the music. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a very very good point. 
No doubt, dude. That, that's a good point. I, I, I tell you, a couple things pop out, man. One of them is their their uh, one big breakthrough for them, and I, I've uh, is their 1975 live album, Alive, um, which is famous for saying uh, starting the, the album starting out with uh, "You wanted the best, you get the you got the best, um, the hottest band in the land, Kiss." I mean, how many damn, and I know that they already made a name for themselves, but how many have a breakthrough album with a freaking live album? Like, you know, like uh, the only thing that comes to mind, and you might say this is different, but the only thing that really comes to my mind is like Nirvana with an unplugged album. Um, and I know Nirvana had stuff already. They were already, but um, I think a lot of people know Nirvana uh, who maybe are not Nirvana fans or know are familiar with Nirvana for the unplugged. Um, yeah. So, you know, just to, to have that and that uh, that braggadocious, uh, you know, I, I guess that um, I don't want to say braggadocious. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, the confidence. Yeah. Because um, we talked about Queen on here before, how when they were at the forum uh, very early on, uh, I think, you know, I want to say it was their first tour of America. They were in L.A. They were drinking champagne, toasting, saying, you know, you guys were so happy for you. You got to see the night Queen was in, you know, mm. <clears throat> which is awesome. Um, but the fact that they did that in 1975 and here we are 48 years later and they backed up everything they said, um, mm -hmm. with those words and everything else. Um, I think that's really cool. Um, another thing that sticks out to me, uh, you know, and there's other bands like this, of course, we've talked about the Beatles. We've talked about, uh, uh, we talked about Queen. We talked about some of these bands that done this, but people forget how talented, and, and I'm going back to the original four here. Um, with uh, Gene, Paul, uh, Peter, and uh, Ace, they all four pretty damn talented uh, songwriters and singers. And, um, you know, Kiss is one of those rare, and I don't know of anyone else, and maybe you do, you can correct me here, but they have, all four have a solo album, which is under the umbrella. It's not like, hey, we're breaking up and we're going and, you know, we're doing our mm. own thing. They have a solo album of music and I might like uh, one of their albums better than the other, but they're pretty four damn good albums to me. Um, you know, I know Peter mm. Chris, sometimes that one gets lost. Uh, that's a great album of like good sounding, like beachy music. Um, you know, mm -hmm. that you listen to that and you're like, oh man, if you didn't know Kiss and you didn't know Peter Chris, and you just listen to this album. Like it's cool because that's one of those albums years ago. I remember letting my mom hear it. And, um, and my mom actually saw Kiss many, many years ago. Uh, like I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, she saw him around uh, late 70s, early 80s. But um, I let her hear and she liked it like for a whole nother reason than it was because she didn't know it was uh, Peter Chris from Kiss. Mm -hmm. She just heard it sound like some peachy music, uh, good artist, good sound. But the fact that they're all four so talented, man, like um, to me, that's another thing that makes Kiss Kiss. You know, it wouldn't they wouldn't be going for 50 years. Um, and I know they've been replaced. I know you can, but like what they established early, like it wouldn't happen if you didn't have four very talented people doing it. Yeah. Um, the only other group that, well, they didn't do it the same way, but the only other group to have all four members or all the members of the group. I don't know what that was, but something happened. Yeah. That was a baseball. Yep. Um, but as for, I mean, not doing it all at the same time, but as far as four members or all the members of a group putting out solo stuff and being successful, you know, to you know to a degree, 
Um, the only one that comes to mind is probably the Beatles. Yeah, I mean, like, sure. I mean, obviously John Lennon did his own stuff. Paul Stan, not Paul Stanley, Paul McCartney, uh, George Harrison, and the Ringo, all, all at different times put out solo stuff that were successful. But as for, I guess, all at the same time, you know, I can't really say. Not many groups can say that. Yeah. Um. No doubt. And um. It's another thing that makes Kiss Kiss. I think they, you kind of you mentioned briefly, um, but you mentioned the uh, Kiss Alive. So I, as for just going off of that, um, what makes Kiss Kiss to me is the live aspect. So just kind of you know taking that album and yeah, you know, pulling it apart there a little bit. Um, I think you know I think what Kiss what, what makes Kiss Kiss is definitely the live show, the live aspect that they put a lot of effort into their show ever since, you know, when they first got started as far as putting on a show. And I think that was their, that was their big thing is that they're started putting out their own albums and it wasn't successful. And I think that they were having, they were, just, they were having fun and like having fun, you know, successful shows live, yeah. but not they weren't like, that wasn't showing the, in the record sales. And I think their goal with the first kiss alive was to bring the live show to the, just, you know, to the people at home listening mm-hmm. um that way because i think because they their mindset was they're successful live as far as having a following right why can their albums do the same thing and sure kiss alive kind of allowed them to do that as yeah. far as being you know having a gaining a following and you know, record sales and all that good stuff so i think with you know, kiss and obviously that's definitely an aspect of them that other than their costumes and mm-hmm. uh, the music, um, you know, the fire and then all the theatrics as far as, you know, Paul Stanley, like riding a wire to like, you know, middle of the stadium and mm-hmm. singing or same with Paul, uh, uh, Gene Simmons and like his bass solo and all the blood and stuff, you know, is definitely, you know, their show that a lot of groups wanted to imitate after. You know, with no a lot of the, I know like Motley Crue has a big influence on them. Mm-hmm. Almost any '80s group, really. Yeah. Um, no as doubt. far as like really having a distinctive stage show that people can obviously kind of glom onto. Yeah, no, no doubt, dude. And and before I go any farther, I want to say this: if you're like me and you're you're OCD or you're a, uh, excuse me, what is the word? Um, ADD. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that noise there's uh my our wives and my kids are out playing ball in the yard (laughs) so uh that's not a random baseball we just moved on they're out there playing so that's what that was if you're uh at home you're taking score nonetheless um getting back to kiss yeah man no doubt i'm looking at right here dude 20 studio albums nine live albums 14 compilation albums 60 singles eight box set albums uh 78 solo albums four that was the ones we mentioned a minute ago uh and three instant live albums mm-hmm. um so uh they have uh good lord how many people uh, you know which you one that comes to mind and they're nothing like this you you mentioned them a minute ago i think i mentioned them a second ago too the beatles um they're nothing alike of course but uh, we always think of the Beatles, and sometimes I wonder, Matthew, if we think of the Beatles right away because they're not a thing anymore. Uh, let's just say Kiss <laughs> rode off in the sunset uh, in late '90s or mm-hmm. something, you know, or or they just 
they disman they disbanded disbanded excuse me they not dismembered that would be weird dismantled um and uh we don't have them anymore like they're not a thing would we think of them the same you know what i'm saying like uh, cuz sometimes we've talked about this before that uh posthumous uh type of deal like yeah. you know freddie mercury and queen like um something about and, and there's very few bands who live to tell that tale i know guns and roses is one of them that um you know one reason i personally feel like they're as big as they are this and today is because we never thought we would ever get them again. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of studio albums. Uh, and I know they were a big deal in the uh, late 80s, 80s, first of the 90s. But, um, you know, uh, to me, and again, me and Matthew have talked about this. They are a big deal because of, um, you know, just not nobody thinking that this would ever happen. So I guess what my question is to you um, we talk about the Beatles, and rightfully so. We talk about this band. We talk about that band. We talk about Freddie Mercury. We talk about... But if Kiss is not together anymore, and they, we've not had them for 25 years, are they kind of put into this too? Like, as far as the, in that legendary... And I know they're already in legendary status. They don't need me and Matthew to put them there. But are they kind of thought of the same? As for like uh, on the level of the Queens and the yeah, Beatles are they, and stuff. because I know they're on the level, uh, but as far as like uh, maybe that that's I don't know what it is, man. That secondary legendary status that you don't have them anymore. Are they there? No, you don't think so. No, not because I guess for me it's not necessarily <laughs> you know them as people or musicianship, none of that. You know, I think for me what makes them maybe I guess maybe like you know. I said, God forbid they broke up in, let's say, 95 or even, let's say, 1990. And then they, you know, some one of them passed away. And then it was like, you know, the, kind of the Beatles thing, you know. Um, I guess for me, what puts them apart as far as maybe what what kind of, what you know, if we're doing like power rankings of like these all-time great legendary, mm -hmm. legendary bands. What Which we should do. Why, what, what would hurt, what would hurt them? It is the, you know, I guess the personas, not of like the individual characters, but like the live show, you know, them sure. in like the makeup and the costumes. And it feels like, and even with the music to a degree, it seems like it's a bit like, uh, I don't know, like comparing it to like the Queens and Queen and the Beatles, which you want to say the Rolling Stones are up there too, as far as like the legendary all time great bands. Um, there's something about, you know, their music, those three bands, and just in particular, the other ones we could list that would make them, their music's almost a little bit not sophisticated. Well, I would say to a degree, maybe let's say sophisticated, which that might not be the right word. Like, Kiss doesn't have a Bohemian Rhapsody. Like they don't have a Hey Jude or Yesterday. I mean, they have great songs. Like one of my favorites is Forever. But there's like a cheesiness to them that the other those three groups in particular don't have. I guess for me that would set them apart from. I see being what you're like, saying. I, I I see what you're saying. And I, and again, I guess it's all opinionated. I, I mean, do. it's it's kind, of, it's kind of like how like you know, there's like these all time great movies. Let's say like. Uh, I mean, like Schindler's List or, you know, uh, Casablanca or some, something, something like that. Right. But then there's like, like uh, Iron Man or like, uh, you know, Captain Marvel or some superhero movie. 
they're not almost on the same. They're both can be good in their own right, but like they're almost like the the superhero movie can't be on the same level as like you know this smarter almost I don't know like this more serious form of movie you know what i mean no i again i totally understand what you're saying i i I definitely get your point i guess for me i i because i look at rock and roll all night in detroit rock city as like uh like rock anthems like what i think of rock and roll like if the aliens come tomorrow and we we say hey they want to know what rock and roll is like you're not gonna look very much farther than you know songs like that so um and i know you're not saying they don't have their play like of course they, they do but um, I guess for me, uh, and again, all opinionated, it, I'm trying to, and again, like you said, God forbid any of that happened. If they, if one of them had passed away, uh, 30 years ago plus, and, um, and they were, and they, and they, they walked away, um, kind of in, in that spot, I'd have to think that they would be the same. Now, I don't know to what degree, of course, that's all uh, subjective. What, you know, nobody knows, um, you know, um, but, but I I guess for me, I would have to think they would because of their influence and, um, and what they have done. And plus uh, a lot of these songs that we mentioned in in the 60 singles and this and that, like that was done prior. Um, so if I took their first 18 to 20 years and I, and then that was it, um, and you could not have no more kiss, no matter what you wanted, we could replace uh, and do this. And I know we have, but you know what I'm saying? Like outside of the, those two, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know, man. I, um, it's tough. We won't never know. I do have this for you, dude. Uh, on a, on another note, I, I wanted to see, and you tell me how much of these, this, you knew. Uh, I, I, I knew quite a bit of this, but um, some of it I didn't. Um, I'm going to list you some facts about Kiss that are not as highly, um, I guess, um, you know, noted uh, that people know. Number one, the band's logo had to be altered in some countries, um, which I think, uh, you know, people people know Kiss's logo uh, like they do damn Mickey Mouse and Batman. Like, it's just one of those logos. People know when they see that Kiss logo, um, what it means, even if you're not a Kiss fan. Uh, from my best of my understanding, uh, their logo uh, could can't be used in countries where Nazi symbols are outlawed uh, because the S and the Kiss logo were mm-hmm. also present in the Nazi material during World War II. Something along those lines. Anyways, get on to better ones. N- uh, number two, Vinny Vincent. Uh, Vinny, uh, see, remember Vinny Vincent Vinny. Excuse me, uh, Vincent Vinny used to record music for television in 1982. Years before he became a member, when he replaced Ace Freely also known as the Spaceman Freely, uh, Ace the Spaceman Freely, excuse me, Vince, uh, Vin, excuse me, Vinny moved to LA and used his talents to become a staff songwriter for the television series Happy Days and Joni Loves Chachi. So didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, number three, Gene Simmons' infamous tongue is an urban legend. Um, I think that goes without yeah, saying, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that was fake or whatever, yeah. And also because uh, the you know if you're saying hey this guy's got a long tongue anyone can see that right I mean that's that's just proven he does this he shows his tongue it's long but it's not that that's the urban legend my life I've been on this planet for almost forty years I've heard that Gene Simmons is, uh, has a cow tongue uh, surgically uh, stitched in yeah. um, you know things of that nature uh, noted here the truth is Gene's signature seven inch tongue is something he was just born with noticing. 
it for the first time when he was a teen, which he claims came in handy with his girls, with the girls, excuse me. Uh, and that's a damn Gene Simmons saying right there, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, number four, how they got their name. Um, Matthew, what off your dome, you know this. Uh, what did what did people, the parents in the 70s, want you to believe KISS stand, stood for? Yeah, so the, it's the legend was KISS stood for Knights and Satan's Service. Yes, yes. Uh, but as Gene says in, uh, in an autobiography a while back, that is untrue. And it says, after some deliberation, Stanley asks something like, what about KISS? And then it says, before coming part of a KISS, uh, Gene and Ace were part of a different band, as Matthew mentioned, Wicked Lester. Uh, when they formed KISS, they also changed their names to Gene and Paul. We know that. Uh, but it was just a, hey, what about KISS? That's what it was. It wasn't, as Matthew mentioned, Night Satan Service. Nights and Satan Service. Number five, moving on. Eddie Van Halen nearly replaced the original lead guitarist, Ace Freely. I did not know that. Did you? Yeah, I, I, I knew that because back in the, well, um, well, because KISS or Gene Simmons found, he says found Van Halen. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know that. Um, okay. Whenever he was, because they did have auditions for Ace Freely's spot in the group. Dude, I didn't know that. It says delusion with Van Halen's new sound at the time. Ace left Kiss. Eddie approached Gene, telling him that he wanted to leave the band. Uh, Gene eventually talked Eddie up against it, claiming, and we quote, he cast too much of a shadow to be the guitar player in Kiss. But still, could you imagine if old King of Ten Fingers and Six Strings was on stage and uh, damn black and white makeup shredding? Uh, like, yeah, I honestly don't know if that would have worked out. <laughs> well, I don't think it would. Uh, and it's funny. And, and I'll be honest with you, this is coming from a Kiss fan. I do not believe Gene when he said he talked him out of it. That's yeah, just that's, my opinion. That's like a, kind of like a, hum, like a humble yeah. brag that's, kind of thing that yeah. doesn't make you know, doesn't come off as true. Yeah, I told Tom Brady that kid at Michigan he should keep going. I think he's got something. Uh, anyways, <laughs> number six, I knew this when we mentioned this one earlier. They owned an arena football team for three years from 2013 yeah. to 2016. Uh, as Matthew mentioned, uh, they did own one. Um, what, what did you say the name of was? Uh, L.A. Kiss. Okay, so. Uh, there's that. Uh, number seven, the red ink in uh, used in Marvel's yeah. first Kiss comic book was actually blood. I did not know that. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, a lot of Kiss biographies over the years. So, yeah, I've definitely heard that one before. Wow, that's crazy, dude. The sound. This is, uh, according to Gene Simmons, the members flew up to Buffalo to Marvel's printing plant where they actually poured blood and the ink used in the production of the comics. Wow, never knew it. Number eight. Critics have always hated the band. Uh, let me see what they mean by this. Most critics not understand the antics performed by the band on stage and not particularly impressed by their musical ability have never had any real love for Kiss. Their core fan base, the Kiss Army, however, thinks they are pretty much the best thing in the world, as previously mentioned. Now, I guess when I hear it like that, I did know there. I mean, they have a lot of critics. Um, I don't know if that, I, they're talking about music critics. I don't really understand that. Yeah, I think just like, I guess... Just critically not supported, I guess. Like, I mean, you know, because there's groups that the fans love, but then there's right. groups that, like, you know, you know, people write articles and you know talk about it in movies and you know TV shows. They were they weren't Kiss fans, yeah. I would say, you know. Okay, well that makes sense then. Um, number nine, I did know this. One of the members can barely hear. Do you know what it is? 
one of the members clearly can't hear. Yep, can barely hear. Barely hear. Um, Th- that would be our our lead singer, uh, Paul Stanley. He was born without any hearing in his right ear and has had to wear an implanted hearing aid most of his life. Hmm. Um, and I actually, I, I'm not going to brag that I knew that. I barely, I've only known that for a couple of years. I was watching a Kiss thing and and mm-hmm. saw that uh, he was born with level three um, microdia, which uh, a def- I don't know, I probably butcher that a deformity of the cartilage of the outer ear. Uh, because of this, he is uh, virtually deaf on his right side as there is no access for any sound to enter. That is crazy. Yeah, that's wild. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's like a Van Gogh painting or, 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 or um, Helen Keller. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, moving along. Um, this is interesting. Number 10, the kiss army started as a group of protesting fans. Uh, anyone who knows kiss knows that their fans are affectionately referred to as the kiss army. This name first came about in the early seventies as Indy in Indiana, uh, when a local radio station refused to play songs from the band, a group of fans started protesting by marching outside the radio station, referring to themselves as the Kiss Army. I did not know that's how it formed. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's um, that's a you know, I don't know why they, well, <laughs> how that worked out. Yeah, well, it's just funny, uh, you know, that there's someone out there like it's just, mm-hmm. it's not that impressive to, to for someone to tell me like, hey, I was one of the first, I was out there marching at uh, this radio station in Indiana. Uh, you know, just kind of like, all right, dude. Um, anywho, number, and I do my cousin uh, that I mentioned earlier, um, and I love him. I hope he listens to this um, so he can tell me what I got wrong with this kiss thing and what I got, what I didn't mention and all that. Uh, I'm joking, dude. Um, uh, he was a member of Kiss Army. So, uh, oh, okay. Say, yeah. That's cool. Um, he was a card carrying member. Um, and that's, that's a fact. I think I'll have to ask him. Anywho, number 11. What the band members looked like was a secret for 10 years. We talked about that. Uh, yeah. Part of the reason that rock and roll music became famous is because of the look of the band, uh, which kept all the fem- members' faces obscured. Um, uh, although they didn't af- uh, officially appear without makeup until uh, publicly until 1983 on MTV, they completed a photo shoot in 1974, which revealed their faces, but the pictures were never published. Uh, there you go. And I'm looking at it now. Very cool. Um, once they appeared without makeup uh, for MTV in 1983, the band stopped wearing makeup for an entire decade as they yep. toured with their album uh, Unmasked. Fans loved the makeup, however, bringing the band to eventually return to using it for every show. I did not realize they went without it for 10 whole years. Yeah, I, I would have, I mean, because I wasn't sure of the, year, the, the years, but you know, they didn't really have it all throughout the 80s, at least for large part of the 80s, and then I know whenever Bruce Cooley left the group is when they brought Pat to makeup because that's his thing. He's glad he's he's part of the non-makeup kiss. So he's actually never worn the makeup before. Nice. Well, this is bad radio, but I'm showing Matthew the picture from 1984 if you've never seen it. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you're out there and you're pissed off at me, Google it. Um, Number 12. The lineup of the band has changed over the years. That yeah. is not a fascinating fact. I think everybody knows that. When KISS was formed, uh, first formed in New York City in 1973, it contained original members Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Frehley, and Peter Chris. Uh, Stanley was on vocals and rhythm guitar. Simmons played bass. Chris played drums. And Freely did lead guitar and vocals. Uh, we've talked about that. Chris and Freely yeah. would later leave uh, to be replaced by Eric Carr and Tommy Thayer. Unfortunately, Eric Carr... Uh, whose first album with the band was music from the elder is no longer alive. God rest his soul having passed away in 1991. Uh, he was eventually permanently replaced by Eric Singer, who we know today. 
Uh, Kiss also features, uh, featured numerous temporary band members over the years, uh, from Vinnie Vincent to Bruce Kulick, as Matthew mentioned, and even Mark St. John. Uh, you familiar with him? Uh, well, I mean, he was in the group for one, yeah, like a short period Yeah, of time. very yeah. short. Uh, and it says, despite many of the new and temporary members talk, uh, taking the same look and stage presence as the original members, many fans will agree that the original lineup was the best. That's obviously uh, subjective. Um, I won't say that. I'll say that um, those are the ones I think of when I think of Kiss. And also, to get off topic here real fast, mm-hmm. when I, the more I think about it, the makeup, especially with a band like this, who's kind of had a revolving door, it was genius uh, when you think about it. Because, uh, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. I, I mentioned... I just now, 23 years later, realized that I saw the original members. I thought I did, but I wasn't sure for 23 years. And now I am. And they did. They could have not have been. And I wouldn't have known any better because they were dressed up. So um, well, there you go. Okay, a few more. Uh, number 13, Kiss is, Kiss is Infamy is not only because of their costumes. Let's see what they mean. Although the members of the band look crazy while performing on stage in their animalized makeup, it isn't just this look that brings fans all uh, together all over the world. It actually has more to do with the entire show put on in a single Kiss concert. We know that. These rock and roll performances contain fire breathing, blood spitting, smoke, and rockets, just to name a few things. This idea of shock rock and roll was first put into motion by Alice Cooper, who would inspire Bill Alcoin the manager of Kiss to put on similar shows with his band. And what do you know? It worked. I did not know that it was, uh, uh, you know, sp- uh, inspired by um, Alice Cooper. Well, I-, I could see how that, you know, was definitely, definitely an influence. Yeah. I just didn't be able to put two and two together in that same way. Yeah, definitely. Too. I can too, but I didn't either. Uh, number 14, moving along. Kiss has many top songs. We know that many people are put off by Kiss's strange look. But this doesn't keep their songs from topping the charts. In fact, Kiss is one of the best-selling bands of all time, having sold 75 million records. Their most popular Kiss songs are as follows. Rock and Roll All Night, 1975. Detroit Rock City, 1976. Deuce, 1974, one of my favorites. God of Thunder, 76. Love Gun, 77, another personal favorite. Beth, 76. Hotter Than Hell, 74. Shout It Out Loud, 76. Black Diamond, 74. Rocket Ride, 77. Mm-hmm. all good songs uh the most popular kiss album of all time is considered to be destroyer as they had the most top 100 billboard hits in the album but many fans also enjoy the album psycho circus creatures of the night lick it up and dynasty i've never heard anyone say they enjoyed psycho circus as like one of the top favorite kiss albums besides myself personally and you yeah i mean i think it's better than carnival of souls yeah that's about the same time period definitely um yes strange Okay, this one is funny because you and I have mentioned things tonight. Number 15, Kiss didn't want to be associated with the Beatles. In 1978, the Kiss band was invited to participate in the Beatles musical, but they ultimately decided not to as they were worried about their image. Aerosmith went on to accept the role. Huh, how about that, dude? Yeah, I can't say I've ever heard that before. Yeah, yeah, I I have not heard that, but I can uh, see it. Um, 16, a couple more. Speaking on the Beatles, Gene Simmons tried to... Okay, the title. Gene Simmons has a solo album. We know that. Uh, speaking on the Beatles, Gene Simmons tried to release a solo album in 1978 and asked all the former Beatles members to be a part of it. Reportedly, they all declined, leaving Simmons to need to arrange uh, other guests for his album. I did not know that. Besides, if, if I'm assuming... Are they talking about like the branch where they all did their own thing or something else? Yeah, I don't really know Gene Simmons 
I'd have to look that up. Yeah, discography. Okay, two more. Uh, number 17, Kiss was in a movie. We know that. Oh, they're not talking about what we're talking about. They're not talking about Detroit Rock City. Yeah, this is something else. Yep, the band Kiss appeared as a band in the 1978 movie titled Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. The movie portrays the band as superheroes, and they use their superpowers to save an amusement park from being destroyed. Uh, I've heard about that. I've never actually seen that. Yeah, I think it was for a while. I think it's when they performed Beth, I think, on that. Yeah. That uh, in that movie. Um, okay, final one I got for you tonight, man. Kiss will retire. Number 18, the members of Kiss are getting old. Not only have they not produced any new music since their 2012 album Monster, but they also aren't enjoying being on the road anymore. This was when Gene Simmons announced that their 2019 tour, End of the Road World Tour, would be their last. Maybe you know some of those facts, but you could not have known all of them. I knew most of them. Some of them were dumb, personally, yep. respectfully, but uh, but that's just where I'm at with it. I, I think you probably knew most of those, right? Yeah, I was, you know, yeah, probably seventy five percent of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I wasn't, yeah, I've never seen the movie. Um, I, I'm not sure on the uh, what they mean by the uh, Gene Simmons solo album. Uh, we've known about their, um, we've known about their lineup changes. We know about their costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know about all their songs. Um, so I'm just trying to skim through here real fast. Uh, I did not know. I well, we knew we knew their their look was a secret for ten years. I guess I learned that they didn't wear the makeup for 10 years after. I did not know that. Um, I didn't know about uh, the reason the KISS Army uh, formed. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew for a very short time, uh, within years, a few years, that Paul Stanley was deaf in one ear. Um, I really didn't know about the critics hating him. You mentioned that, you know, you kind of uh, was talking about that. I personally didn't know that. I didn't know about their using their blood. In the Marvel comic book, um, I knew about the uh, Arena Football League. I didn't know about Eddie Van, Van Halen replacing. Um, I didn't know how they got their name. I knew about Gene's tongue. Um, I didn't know about uh, Vincent Vinny recording uh, for TV. Um, and I didn't know about the band's logo. So I, I guess I'm kind of with you there. Um, you know, some of them were kind of obscure and not really that big of a deal. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but um, but dude, we talked a lot about Kiss tonight. Um, I know um, we've kind of hit on uh, our origin stories on how we've got into Kiss. Um, we talked about reasons why Kiss is Kiss, um, mm-hmm. yeah. mainly for us and uh, and just our thoughts in general. We talked about interesting things. Uh, is there anything we're leaving off? No, I mean, we can talk, you know, to talk about their makeup, the live performance, and the music and. For me, that's uh, what makes Kiss Kiss. I mean, well, well, I would be uh, I'd be upset at myself if I didn't ask you um, two Kiss songs. What are your two two Kiss songs that come to mind? They're Matthew's favorite. Um, what would you say? Um, I'm putting you on the spot here. I no, did not tell him to plan for this. That's no, so. all right. Um, favorite. Well, I'll probably say my all time favorite is probably well one. We'll top two. So number one is Black Diamond. Mm. Number two is Tears Are Falling. Okay. I like that. Uh, I'm going to say Beth and Strutter, uh, probably my two top favorites. Um, I know I'm not really digging deep there. Um, one that I started liking as a, uh, as a joke, like laughing at, but I have, uh, I'll be honest with you, as a grown man now, I don't have to be ashamed. A World Without Heroes, I actually like. 
Um, and if you're not familiar, it's a, one of their 80s songs. Uh, if I'm not, is it 80s? It's the one um, they did, the music video where. Uh, no, that's. Um, was it 70s? It's off of uh, an album that I think I think it's regarded as their worst. Um, what's that album? I'm looking it up now as we talk. That oh nope. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh, that would have been bad. We pay kiss some money. Yeah, we we don't want to pay um, kiss money. So music. I think it's the Elder. I think it's from the Elder. Which was yeah, it's from the Elder. It's uh, 1981. 1981. Okay. <clears throat> Funny thing about that album. Or that song, excuse me. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look at the music video. They're in paint. Um, and Gene, at the end, uh, is it is Gene? Yeah, Gene has got a tear coming down his eye. So you see this, yeah. like, very, um, I guess, um, vulnerable, like, sad Gene Simmons talking about a world without heroes. And at the end, uh, there's a tear coming out his eye. Now, mind you, he's still got his makeup on. He still looks crazy. He's still the demon. But he's got a tear coming down his eye. So it's very funny. Um, I guess you had to been there, I'm assuming, because I wasn't there. And uh, it's very funny to me. And the only other thing I can think of, Matthew, I wanted to mention tonight. Me and Matthew went back and watched one of their like um, infamous videos from back, way back in the day. Uh, you remember that within the last year or so? I don't remember oh, what Oh, yeah, the was. one that was, yeah, I think you were saying it's like unreleased yes, or something. Yes, it, it went unreleased for years. Um, and I think it was kind of like one of those Kiss fans, uh, Holy Grail type videos. And I could be wrong. I'm sure if, if I'm wrong, please uh, tweet at us, whatever. Let me know. The, my best understanding is one of their Holy Grail type, uh, not release. But it's a music video. And I forgot the song. The song's actually good. But uh, it's very cheesy. Like they're on stage and like uh, it looks like one of those BBC videos where, mm. the, you know, you obviously know they're not playing. They're on a stage of uh, a small audience and like they are reaching for them their hands shaking their crowd surfing and um and the crowd singing with them and it, it i again i i cannot explain it enough how cheesy it is and i i hope to next episode you'll have to tune in um this is a spoiler a teaser mind you I'll give you the name of the song, the the <laughs> video for you to check out. So uh, I know you're going to be anxious for that. Um, all joking aside, it's worth it. So I'll give that to you next episode. Matthew, we've hit on a man that's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, I think we've said about all we can say about Kiss. Um, and I'm sure I'll think of something later. But we've said about all we can say about Kiss. Um, anything new? Any news? Any new songs? Anything recommendations? What you got for me, man? Uh, the only recommendation is to go check out Paul Stanley's Folgers commercial, the Folgers coffee commercial. Well, I, oh, I know, gosh. I, I know you definitely seen it. Yes. Show too, so, only recommendation, yeah. For some reason, Paul Stanley was in a Folgers coffee commercial. He has the name of the company Folgers. Oh man. Uh, yeah, that's you know, no other music, nothing else. You just got to check that out. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I I will say uh, that you do have to check that out. That's pretty funny. Um, I don't have a whole lot for you. I mentioned John Diva on this podcast last week. Me and Matthew uh, listened to their new album, John Diva and the Rockets of Love, a new album, The Big Easy. Uh, I went back and did some searching on the John Diva and the Rockets of Love. Uh, they have an album called Mama Said Rock is Dead. There is three bangers on there for sure. There's Lolita, Wildlife, and Just a Night Away. Uh, he's also got a, another banger on his American Amatus album called Moving Back to Paradise. Um, they do, excuse me. They're they're pretty damn awesome. I would recommend checking them out. Other than that, 
Big Rec put out a new album. Uh, that's Big Rec from Canada. Me and Matthew have talked about before on here. Um, there's not it's an EP, excuse me. There's not a whole lot to it, um, but you know, be the judge for yourself, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, last thing I want to leave with you, Matthew, um, and this might take a minute, so bear with me. I want to get your score on something. So I want you to say one. I want you to stop me when you've done one of these. So the uh, question, and I saw this on a music thing that I follow. Never have I ever retro edition. Give yourself one point for everything you've never done. So when I name something that you've never done, you're going to give, you're going to say there's a point for me. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Used a rotary phone. If I've ever used a rotary yep. phone. Um, if you haven't, you give yourself a point. Oh, I've done it. Okay. Um, you've not. I have. Oh, you have. Okay. So no points yet. All right. Use a floppy disk. I have. Used a typewriter. I have not. All right, there's one. Taking photos with a film camera. I have not. All right, there's two. Listened to music on a CD. I have. Listened to music on a cassette tape. I have. Listened to music on a vinyl record. I have. I know he has. I buy Matthew records every Christmas. Yeah, I'll pick one of his yeah, favorite. Bought, <laughs> we bought each other records. <laughs> yes, we both have bought each other. Um, so I know Matthew's done that. Um. And I put a lot of time in mind, so I don't want to get off here, but that's just how much I love the guy. Um, he's got two so far. Listen well, to I, I did probably buy you the best, and it was Wham. Yeah, you did. I can't Ooh. compete with that. I can't compete with that. I can buy Matthew stuff, but, I mean, who the hell uh, is going to compete with Wham? So yeah. there you have it. Um, listen to music on a Walkman. I have. Okay. Listen to music on a Boombox. I have. Watched a video from a VHS tape. <laughs> I have. Sent or received a fax. I have. Had a MySpace account. I have. Had an AOL email address. I have. Assessed the internet by dial-up. I have. Used a phone book. I have. Sent a postcard. Uh, I've not. Okay, there's three. Um, used a paper map to get somewhere. I have not. There's four. Owned a dictionary. I have. Okay. Owned an encyclopedia. I have. Paid for something with a paper check. I have. All right, Matthew got four. Guys, I'm going to show you how old I am real fast before we get off air. Are you ready? Used a, ro uh, used a rotary phone. I have. Used a floppy disk. I have. And mind you, Matthew got four, so uh, and we'll keep in score at home. Um, I'm over two. Used a typewriter. I have. Taken photos with a film camera. I have. Listen to music on a CD, of course. Listen to music on a cassette tape, of course. Red Hot Chili Peppers, shout out. Listen to music on a vinyl record, I have. I do. Listen to music on a Walkman, hell yeah. Listen to music on a boombox, of course. Watched a video from a VHS tape, yes. Sent or received a fax, I do that all the time now with work. So yeah. and that's you know that was a given. Um, had a MySpace account. Yep. I was friends with Tom. Had an AOL email address. Yes. Access the internet by dial-up. Hell yeah. And if you've listened and you've done that, you feel my pain. Used a phone book. Yep. Sent a, a postcard. Yeah. Used a paper map to get somewhere. Let me tell you, real fast, we didn't have this stuff, uh, you know, we have today. Even when I started dating my wife, um, 
I remember having to use something. So there you go. Owned a dictionary, of course. Owned an encyclopedia. Yep. I don't even know who bought them, though. We just had them there. They just kind of. Yeah, this kind of were there. Yeah, yeah, they're just kind of there. Paid for something with a paper check. Of course. I got a zero. So there you have it. Matthew, this has been fun, dude. Kiss has been fun. Um, going back in time there with you a little bit at the end. It's been fun. Uh, you're no spring chicken. You only scored four. Yep. Uh, so, <clears throat> you know, I just trying to make myself feel better there by saying that to him. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, man. Um, can you think of any homework offhand? Uh, anything you, you know, you want to do or. Uh, well, cause I, know, I know we've kind of went through different genres and stuff recently, yep. and I don't think there's anything coming up. We have to take into consideration. Sure. Um, uh, probably in may there's probably something we can talk we can listen to then but um what's may i know i know the rival sons has got to have coming out soon but well i guess it's more personal for me okay. um daft punk is doing like a 10-year re re i guess the re-release of their black well their last album okay. uh it was a. Uh, the one that all the one of the awards uh it's, it's like a re-release so it's new new material okay and, back you know behind the scenes stuff but uh other than that this is nothing new so we may just have to go out random here with um i'll hit us with a random one yeah so i'll do oh by the way rival sons album uh for you guys listening comes out june 2nd we'll have one for that when he got to just because of me oh and by the way while you're while you're scrolling uh matthew and picking us out some homework does uh what's his face from rival sons not look like a little bit like billy ray cyrus a little bit yeah he does yeah, I see it he does you see um, it okay uh i'll say sam smith oh okay oh, you're sam smith sam smith you heard it live we're going to be listening to sam smith doing some homework um and guys as always we'll have a badass topic for you we usually do um well we always do but um it's been a lot of fun man hey guys appreciate you listening as always you won't have an ad this week um our ad thing has come to its close. Uh, and I saw that we will have one coming soon. So, okay. uh, they don't even know what it's going to be yet. So, uh, but we can't wait yeah, to I advertise figured, it. I figured they were going to with, uh, the name was the, the, the change. Yeah, yeah. The name change. Well, it, so it said, I'm a little guess a little inside baseball here. It said that we will be given our new assignment soon. So we'll have one. Uh, we just don't know when. So in the meantime, you don't have to worry about listening to an ad. You can just listen to us two beautiful bastards, give you some good music talk. Um, but again, appreciate you guys listening as always. Go follow us on Twitter uh, at On Shuff Podcast. Um, so, you know, and just interact with us. Give us, uh, if you've got suggestions for music, uh, topics, stuff you want to hear us talk about, get on there. Uh, let us know. Um, we're all ears. We want to talk about anything and everything because we love this stuff, man. So, uh, but this has been a fun one. I'm glad Matthew brought it up. As always, we'll see you guys next week. Love you guys. Peace. See you.